I'm Kimberly C. Palm. As I travel throughout each state, I realize that death is just a moment. It is how we live until that moment that matters. Finding connection with friends, family, and complete strangers. Journey with me. This is the Live Well, Die Well Tour. We are here. We are winning. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. Having a good day. Um, it's, it's absolutely awesome having nice weather and not having things to do on a Saturday is great. And um, it's to happen. I feel like though what we were able to touch on at dinner was quick and brief. It should be, it should be a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, first of all, it's so nice. I, I really like to do podcasts when I'm in the same city face to face, but with COVID on the rise, I just thought it was safer just to continue. Plus I got back to back recordings. One was Virginia, the other one's Texas and the other one's Indiana today. So I thought it would just be easier for uh, both of our schedules just to hop on and, and record. Oh yeah. No, I literally hire by, um, by Zoom. I had people before offer to like meet me in person. I was like, no, just enjoy your time saved and it's more efficient for everybody. It's just perfect. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're talking with Jonathan Roberts today and you know, you and I have a little bit of history. We do, we do. I mean, I've known your dad, Frank, oh gosh, what, 15 years? And I never met you in Wilmington, North Carolina. I've known my dad for 26 years, so it's surprising <laughs> that none of those years crossed over. I know, it's crazy. But recently, your dad came to Denver, mm -hmm. and we had dinner, and we met. And the thing is, you you do a lot of the things um, that I really want to incorporate in a podcast focused on mortality because really the more we talk about mortality, the more the more we talk about living and wellness. And and so that's why I thought what you were doing in Denver was so innovative that I was like, holy crap, you have got to come on and help my peeps, uh, my listeners really come to terms with really our, our death is really about talking about living well. And, you know, my whole tour, Live Well, Die Well, you have to live well in order to die well. And so... I love what you're doing, and and let's bring the listeners on board a little bit. First of all, how did you get to Denver? So I got to Denver, um, and actually before I hop into that, I want to say I'm very intrigued to see which angle we end up going today because I'm the whole, like you said, the mortality and the wellness thing, um, it can branch out to so many areas. So I just wanted to say that I'm very excited to see how we branch out. Um, but let's start with the first branch. Denver happened because to give a, a quick footnote on what really got me there. I got to Denver because I realized how big the world is and coming from a small city like Wilmington of 150,000 people. If you have big ideas, you can do them. But at a certain point, you have to be in a highly populated place for big ideas to be able to take hold. So two of my friends and I sat down at a coffee shop in January of 2018. We did an Excel spreadsheet, narrowed it down to Austin, Texas and Denver and then all three of us moved out here. One of those friends is my best friend and business partner. He and I decided to, at the time, we were just young, naive 24-year-olds going to start a business of exercise classes in the park. 
And that in August of 2018 transformed into what is now Evolve United in the business. So the short version where we started from was just to get a change. We never knew what it would end up leading to. And it's being it's been great for all of our lives. And so you've you've been in Denver how long? Uh, landed on July 31st, 2018. By landed, I mean I drove in a car. <laughs> so you spent, North Carolina. you spent COVID here? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, that, so you mentioned uh, Unite Evolve. Talk to me about what is that? So what it is right now is we go to apartment communities. We offer exercise classes. It's a marketing amenity for the apartment community because it's a free perk for the resident. And we also have an app where a resident can get on-demand personal training and in-home massage. But the reason I say that's what it is now is where it's headed is more towards what I figured we ended up touching on today, which is just this whole entire scope of providing wellness services that are actually quality and also trustworthy. Because when I was a personal trainer, which is what pushed me into this, I one of the things I really had hit me was these people are taking time from their day and every hour I have with them is going to impact their life long-term. And I never took that lightly. And that that emotion is what is really into the business and what will keep it pushing forward. So how many communities are you guys in now? In the Denver area, over 20. In Texas, uh, three. And then we have um, our first talks of national partnerships and such. So things will begin to change very, very, very soon. But for right now, just a little over 20. That's still impressive. But talk talk to me about why talk to me about your passion and uh, with fitness because you know it all stems from where we're coming from and and why did you get so interested in in fitness and wellness and and just looking at like your body as a temple kind of thing. 7th grade, I was a an unathletic basketball player who wanted to dunk, so I began hopping on Google. And that is really, it's, it's that simple. I, that is where the origin story lies. Did you learn to dunk? No, I actually ended up decreasing my vertical by six inches. And, um, by the, I've helped other people dunk though. I've trained other people. I had one kid, I remember in high school was able to get him dunking within, um, God, within a summer, he increased his vertical by like six inches. And he actually went up to my dad and, uh, when he ran into him and said something, which made my dad's my dad's day, which was cool. But no, I never got to where I could dunk. But I also, when I learned what I needed to, I was already on to bigger, I don't know, like bigger problems to try solving in the whole wellness space. So talk to me about some of those problems in the wellness space, because I don't think some of us, even though, you know, I'm starting to train for like a half marathon and, you know, trying to drop the LBs and, and working out on a daily basis. But talk to me about why people struggle with moderation and why do they need something like you in their lives? It's not that they necessarily need something like what we do. It's just, it's this, you come from the marketing space. And so you're familiar with in marketing, there's this language where you're trying to strip out a specific level style of communication that can essentially at times it displays value, but in some avenues, it also can confuse people. And what I mean by that is how many, if you walked into the supplement section at Sprouts right now, how many supplements exist right there? Like take a guess. 
I would probably say 200. I I would say probably near a thousand. What I'm saying is this. How do we know which of those are actually necessary and which of those are giving you your money's worth? Because if you apply Mm -hmm. Pareto's principle, which if people aren't familiar with Pareto's principle, it's that if you look at a a set of data, it is going to skew more towards 80% versus 20% compared to 50% versus 50%. So where that plays into wellness is there is a lot of information out there, but there's information overload. And the industry has an incentive to overcomplicate things because they can profit off of it. But Mm. ethically, the more that you begin to distance yourself and incentivize things with complexity, for me personally, my perspective, you're removing how close you are to the ethics of it. And it's why are you in wellness in the first place? It's to deliver to people in the hour that they give you, maybe three times a week, the best thing for their buck. And it just has become a game of, uh, of cat and mouse trying to chase the newest fad and no one even can keep up with um, where the fads come from because they're just changing so frequently. Now, do you think some of these things that are being marketed as good for you could be detrimental to your health? Anything. I mean, it's all balance. Like literally all hear the same thing. Alcohol. Like it's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> except in, in uh, if you drink too much, your body's going to kick it out. Right. So everything is a substance um, and our bodies are just trying to get nutrients. So yeah, you can get, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head what the names of some of the overload things are, but we know what an underload is like scurvy. Scurvy is a deficiency. Your body shows that it has a defense deficiency. Scurvy is why um, where sauerkraut came from. And I forget what else it was with pirates, but I think scurvy is a vitamin D deficiency. And, um, Vitamin C, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, you can have you can have too much of anything. Wow. So talk to me about I mean, do you so your and it's evolve unite, or is it united evolve? What is it which way does it go? Evolve United, Evolve United. Evolve United is the um is the business and the brand. Okay. And so do you so you contract with apartment complexes and then you allow this to be given your services um is it in person or is it tele is it Zoom? Talk to me a little bit about how you guys operate. So where we are right now is um the first part of this whole mission is get high I literally tell people I hire for three things. Uh be on time, you care to improve the lives of your students. And you have the experience of proving the lives of your students. So I take people that can meet those three things. I put them in apartment communities and they offer the free exercise classes to the residents. But we do also have those other private services. So that's what the the service is in a nutshell. Um, But then there's, there's plans in the future to get it where there's better education and, um, I see. I can't share all my secrets, but there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, no, I get. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I, I hesitate. It. I want to share that piece because there's um, there's a lot of opportunity, and it's just like, if if people in the bonus industry would open their eyes, um, they would see that when you just strip it down to the essentials, your clients will come back to you because they're getting results. And so that's what we try to do is get is provide that in the classes right now, but then more in the future. So talk to me um, about your routine. What, how do you apply wellness um, to your, to you 
I mean, because I always, when you, when you hire personal trainers or you get involved with a wellness group, I'm always interested, what does the instructor or who is behind this? How do they take care of themselves? I am so glad you asked that question because like nobody, nobody ever asked questions like that and they're phenomenal. Um, and I have a very good answer for you. It is, it is literally a, an ongoing process. I'm not lying. Yesterday, I was sat down at a coffee shop planning out my, um, how I want to review my goals better next year because the goal system I use for myself this year has a lot of inefficiencies. So right now, what mine is, is I basically do Muay Thai three days a week. Um, and when I'm sharing this, I think we need to prioritize things. So priority number one is time. Every And I'd say the priority number one is time because when you look at the time, you know if you're a parent, if you're a single parent, if you're a um, sing, if you're a single individual with no kids, that variable is going to change, but it has to be number one because you're going to have to commit the time to do it. So for me, just a, a quick overview of it. Um, I got Muay Thai uh, two afternoons a week, and that's basically kickboxing, and then Saturday mornings as well. And then I have weights two times per week. Um, but then going into next week, the weights will bump up to one time per week. And that's all because I'm personally exploring my own path right now and uh, what the what the right form of balance is. So what so I love this because you you're planning and and a lot of people don't seem to have a plan when it comes to self-care. And talk to mm-hmm. me how important planning with intentions is to follow through on re- where you want to be because I have the sign in my office it says you know give up what you want now to get ultimately what you want later you know I want to be this and I and I want, and, and my goal is I want to be healthy I want to eat healthy mm-hmm. I want to do things in moderation but my my training the next 90 days because of a half marathon it's like okay I'm going sober no alcohol because I'm intensifying my training. Do I think that's a long-term solution for me? No, because I love my cocktail hour. But I want something more than I want that cocktail. And so talk to me of how important planning is when it comes to your wellness. So I'm really glad you said what you just said because you were talking about... from correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're, you have a perspective going forward where you can do something temporarily for the quote unquote sacrifice, but you know, you'll get your, your pleasure activities back in after. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's perfect. Because for me, that's, I think people don't come in with that perspective and that's what causes frustration. Like why do people quit this journey? So when I plan, I know that from the past experience that I have had, I will quit something if I am not enjoying it. Why am I not enjoying it? Probably because I'm overcommitting. I'm setting expectations that are unrealistic. Literally, just use SMART goals. Specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and then time-bound. And I've actually added two R's on the end, and I call it SMARTER goals. And those two R's stand for routine and review. And the routine and review piece is key because life is going to change. Seasons are going to change. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're trying to train for your half marathon during all the holiday parties that are going to be happening between November to December, it's a lot different than your training program from February to March. It totally. So first thing is taking inventory and just having full acceptance of what situations are going to come and that you're going to be hit with punches. 
that is first. And I, I wanted to share all that because that is the reason people get knocked off. Like, mm. tell me one person who has not hopped off the bandwagon or who has hopped off the bandwagon and they didn't get back on because it was too, like, too complicated. Too. I don't know if what I just said made, made um, no, the it most does. sense or if I tie it together well. Well, and this is the thing, you know, I have, I, I, and this is me and you, you, you need to help me because that might just be totally off the rails, but knowing that the half marathon in Key West is January, I, I've given me three, three opportunities. It's, it's three months, three opportunities, like almost trump cards that, Hey, you know, it is holidays. So Yes, the majority of the time I am going to be so sober. I don't want to drink alcohol because it's empty calories. I'm trying to lose fat, build muscle. But three times I have like almost trump cards that I'm like, yeah, I it's Thanksgiving. I think I'm going to have a couple of glasses of wine. And so I I put that in there saying that okay, because it's the holidays, I want to give myself a little bit of reprieve, but on a daily basis I have bigger goals than my cocktail hour. So that's sort of my mentality. I mean, in my thinking process. I mean, what do you think about that? I, I think it's perfect. And I actually was going to, um, I think the half marathon is perfect. So like your goal is to complete a half marathon, correct? Correct. Okay. Is that the number one goal or is that a stepping stone goal? That is a step. This is, that's a great question. Actually, I have been um, training or just really intensifying my workout because I want to be more healthy and um, have more, um, what is that, BMI, a better BMI on my body. Mm -hmm. And I set, because of the holidays, I set, I looked for a marathon in January so that I could focus on that goal but that's only a stepping stone to my ultimate goal, which I hope to be at in March. Okay, awesome. So I'll I'll give it this way. So if your goal is a half marathon, person A and person B, if person A's goal is a half marathon and they came to me as a trainer, and I would say, okay, how many miles is it? Isn't it like, is it four point? How many miles is the half marathon? It's 13 point like three or four. Sorry. Maybe? I always, I don't run like that. So I always, I literally just run and I don't look at like what the distance is or what the other things are. So 13. All right. So with a goal like that, it's easy because all it is, is can you have one question you have to be able to answer before you go into the competition day? And that is, can I complete X distance within X time? And if there's no time variable in that, then your only question is, can I complete X distance? So the training for that theoretically is easy. All it is, is running training for endurance. That's a very simple description because you can go add weights and stuff to make it easy. But the reason I use the term of is that the goal or is that a stepping stone goal is I think a lot of people will get caught in this trap right here. Um, let's just use a person, not you, but who has the exact same goal. Their goal is to be running that marathon or half marathon in, um, in January. It, whenever they finish that goal, like kudos to them, they finished it. But what's next? And there doesn't need to be a type A type of goal. It's more like the yoga perspective where it's a focus or an intention. Like I've completed the stepping stone. By achieving the stepping stone, I'm far closer to the version of me that I want to be and the how I want to feel, but I'm not there yet. So where do I go next? And I think a lot of people will 
they it will really be a yo-yo and it's just always this cycle of onto the next thing onto the next thing and in very extreme examples it can become like a person who's a serial dater or a serial relationship mm-hmm. person where they're not willing to make the commitment and they're just wanting to jump to the next tough mutter or the next um marathon or something and i i don't say that with any judgment because i want like everyone to do what makes them happy in life it's that simple but I like to give a little bit of a reality check from my experience though, because what I saw was a lot of people who would achieve that goal and then they were right back to where they were six months ago. Right, right. And we don't have time for that in life, do we? No, absolutely not. And that's, I think you bring up a very good point about once that goal is met. But see, my goal is, and it's it's broad, it's I want to be, I want to feel healthy and put healthy food in my body mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. That doesn't mean I'm going to not go out to King Supers today and get onion rings that I'm going to have for, with my hamburger with friends later on today. Yeah. No, but I, I, want, I, I want a lifestyle that is majority healthy, which is going to give me room to make bad decisions sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. And it's not really a bad decision, but I want pizza on Friday night, pizza and beer. Um, so I want... I want to work hard to have room to incorporate some of the things that I enjoy. And I believe because people go on these rad diets and cut out an extreme, cut out everything, and they lose the weight, but yet three, four months later, six months later, they're right back where they started. So I want to, I would rather take a long time to drop the LBs in a more consistent choice and psychological, what am I thinking about? What am I, do I feel hungry? Should I stop? I want to address a, a bigger problem than just what the number is on the scale. Yeah. And it's actually, it's so hard too, because with that, and that's actually been my struggle in the, is the food area, but specifically with friends. Think of it. How long in human history have we bonded through meals? Oh, a long time. Since the beginning. Like, so that is a hard habit to break. That is a hard, hard habit to break, but it's not even a habit to break necessarily. It's a bad word choice on my end. Like you said, you're having onion rings and hamburgers with friends. Like you want to have the chance to do that, but also still feel well. And like, that is the balance. And for myself, it's the same. Switch out the friends, switch out the food, switch out the setting. It's the exact same thing. And I think that's what a lot of people want is just to be able to do everything right on the front end so that on the back end, you're living life carefree. And carefree for me, how I would define that is where you're able to go to the doctor and you're not you're not nervous going in there because they're going to say that your cholesterol is high and your triglycerides are high. And that's the nice thing about the journey. That's, a, that's objective data. When you go in for that doctor's visit every year, you get to see how am I progressing? And that data won't lie. Um, but what really matters is between those yearly visits, how is your life? Like, how are you fulfilled and are you doing more of what fulfills you? And are are you doing less of the things that don't fulfill you? And how is the whole eating nutrition wellness habit playing into those goals? Well, and you know, I was just talking to a physician earlier this morning and she's, she was a longtime family practitioner and she started this program in Northern Virginia called um, Five Stones. And she says, you know, it's more holistic because I, I, instead of pushing pharmaceuticals, I talk about diet when people have heart disease in their family. And so it brings me to 
what you just said is nutrition. It's like 80%, and this is, I I know I've read this, but I don't want to quote it, but so this is Kimberly kind of thinking outside the box, but you know, there's a possibility that 80% of the things we put in our mouth, whether it's alcohol, pizza, greens, whatever, is going to affect our health. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you're talking about cholesterol. That's where you're talking about what what is my family's DNA. And and I think, you know, the older the older I've become, those things are more important. I don't want to pop a pill. I want to be like, okay heart diseases in my family. These are the foods that are really good for me. Like for instance, I have chronic dry eyes. And so I researched this week and they said, hey, you need oily fish. You need to incorporate more salmon, omega-3 in your diet. And I'm like, well, let me try that. You know, so I'm trying to think, how can I adjust my diet to make me feel more healthy? But really we're talking we're talking dying. We're talking end of life. I mean, because I want to live well the next 30, 40 years of my life if I have that. Mm-hmm. And I think it all comes down to exercising as well as nutrition. There is this balance. So I, I want to share, it's like, it's you have to make these points stick. And one of the best ways that I think is to make something stick is like tangible. So there's two examples I want to go to. One, um, the second one's the big one and it's clear as day, but the first one's pretty clear too. Just go on Google and search the ingredients list for um, like a McDonald's. What is it? Search the ingredients list for, I think a Big Mac in the U S versus the UK. And you'll see how the, the different FDA equivalents, whatever the name of the FDA is over, which is food and drug administration, their version in the UK, how it's different. Specifically, though, you could skip that and just go straight to this. Walk into your grocery store, go grab Yoplait yogurt, and then go grab, um, let's just use the Siggy's yogurt. Open the lid and turn them upside down and tell me what happens. What's going to happen is the Yoplait yogurt is going to fall out instantly like water, but the Skier yogurt is going to stick to itself and hold together better. So you ask yourself, like, why is that so different? And also, hmm. why have we been told for our entire lives that Yoplait is the godsend? When if you flip it over and you know how to read an ingredient label, you realize it's just the cheapest ingredients possible because it's like a margin product. It's just how many of these can we churn to profit as a business, capitalism, um, which that's, that opens like a whole other political debate. Oh, you have no idea. And, but it's, and I don't say it in any, cause I'm a very apolitical person, but it's necessary to look at that because every country is different. And this is where I've had different perspectives because I've been able to go overseas and see things and have family overseas. When you see the level of care that a country provides for its people and what they allow their people to eat, um, it begins to open your eyes to why some countries have issues that other countries don't have. So the like Siggy's, why I use that example, it's an Icelandic yogurt. So you're seeing the quality of a different yogurt style compared to if you come here. One of my best friends is from Chile. He came over here and he's like, why is your guys yogurt like this? And it's one of those things being in the US and these borders, we would never think about that. But the reason I share that is there's some people that have been eating Yoplait for 30 years 
And that's not your fault because that's what we've been told is good. But there comes a time in life, like when you can draw the line in the sand, if this is a problem or if this isn't a problem, don't worry about it. But if it is a problem and you feel like, huh, maybe I am wanting to lose a few more pounds because I would feel better for X, Y, Z reason. It's simple. Eat less calories than you consume or sorry, then you burn each day. So like if you're a 200 pound person, theoretically burn 2000 pounds a day, aim to eat like 1800 of those um, compared to the 2000. And all calories are one of three categories. They're either fat, carbs, or protein. And in the US, we're taught from birth basically that our diet should be 60% plus carbs. Whereas you could be fine on like 30% carbs. 40% 40% protein, 30% fat. And all of those ratios change um, for everybody. Now, you know, you have people like myself, like, well, you know, I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't lose the weight as fast. But really, if you apply just what you said, you will eventually lose weight. It's not rocket science. It's simple, a math equation. Yeah. Eat less than you burn. I'll, I hate to say it, but I'll say this. I've lost 35 pounds and I struck, I've, I've been on a journey for about three plus years. I had a sports hernia surgery. I literally have three scars on my stomach. I messed my back up for like six months. I had some other injury. I can't remember. Finally, when the injuries were done though, the excuses were done and I got on track. And then it was, why am I not losing the weight that I want to? I'll say this. When I started consistently tracking mm. my, my calories, And when I looked in the mirror, if I was not reaching the goal that I set on the whiteboard, I knew why. And it was because I didn't, it was simple. I did one thing wrong. I ate more calories than necessary, but big caveat on that. What I have not said in this entire conversation is where I am in my personal journey is I'm trying to get towards the low end, see how I feel. And then because I've reached the low end of like body fat, I can find what balance is socially for like my friendships and relationships, but also with myself. Um, and so it's that simple, less calories, but I wanted to share that because that ties into what you were mentioning. It's, it's difficult, but it takes honesty. It's honesty for how do I want to feel with myself, but it's also honesty for, all right, if I'm being a bit too much of a person who's trying to get on stage for a competition and I can't go out with any friends because I have to be eating chicken and broccoli every day. Well, is that really balance? Is that really being fulfilled? Because maybe your friendships will suffer too. And so I like to throw that note out because some people do take it a little far. Well, and this is where the bridge, the connection happens because Mm -hmm. it's quality. It's like Mm -hmm. quality of life at end of Mm -hmm. life, quality of life as I'm living life. But there is a balance, you know, um, there there has to be. But for me, um, I've just noticed that you know, I want to feel better. I want to feel healthy. I want to look healthy. I'm not, I'm not, I will never have six, a six pack. Um, but I want to just feel good. And you know, Mm -hmm. what I, I was talking to a friend the other day who, thank God she was vaccinated, but she got COVID and she had, she struggled for about a month just with feeling awful, but now she's coming back. And her physician said, you know, get out and walk. And she goes, but I don't have energy. And he said this to her, you've got to, you have to project energy to receive energy. Walk 
and it's going to make you, it's going to bring more energy to you. And, you know, in the beginning of workouts, and, and this is where the, I, the question is for you, many people overdo it and then their body is so sore or they, they can't maintain it. So what is a, a healthy start point? Um, I know I want to get everyone, your contact information for consultation and how we can work together. But where do people begin if they want to get healthy? My honest, my, my gut reaction on this is to say, find the closest professional that you could see yourself working with on a regular basis and start with them. Because there's nothing that I could say in this that will actually get that person really in motion. But the starting point is going to be, what can I 100% do for three weeks? And so that may be two days of exercise a week, maybe three days of exercise a week. It's what you can 100% do. And the reason for that is you're starting a habit and you're starting a lifelong habit right now, whenever you start this, this process. So aim for two or three per week, whatever modality that is. If you enjoy sprinting, go outside and sprint on a hill. If you enjoy uh, swimming, go swim. Like whatever you enjoy, just start there because chances are it's going to change because life is going to change. But when you block out that time and you can just build the repetition of doing what you don't want to do because you know how it makes you feel, whatever, however you start that does not matter. But then that's why I add that piece of working with a professional because they're going to be the one who is going to keep you accountable. And you, so let's talk about accountability. I mean, that's, that's key. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do you, how do you apply that in your life and how do you, um, incorporate that in the clients that you work with? Um, so for myself with the accountability, it is, I, so I come from a background of, oh, at 15 years old, I basically had social anxiety disorder and had no idea around 24 years old is when I got to the point in my life where I got it, where nobody had any idea that I had it because I had gotten everything in check. So for me, the accountability is preventing negative mental health issues. And I know if I start feeling either any form of depression, any form of anxiety, any form of negative self-talk, if I start feeling like I have imposter syndrome come up a little too much, (laughs) I know that I've been off of my routine. And that is my, that's my trigger for my accountability with myself. I don't mind sharing that because it's, it's a very unique one. Um, but I think it does show how different they all are. Everyone's different. What I've seen that has worked really well for clients. Um, one example, if you live with a spouse, let's say that you and your spouse each only work out three times per week. And in this perfect scenario, it's every other day. One of you has to take the spouse's gym shoes in your, in your car, and then you have to put them back after you work out. So what that means is if you don't work out, your spouse can't work out. That obviously can get a little, a little iffy. Um, so you have examples like that. And I would say for anyone though, start with a friend, start with a friend because you're going to need that encouragement, especially if this is something that you're feeling nervous coming into. I love that. So let's talk, um, where can people find you? And how can people work with you? So I myself um, don't do any training more. It's more of right now I'm I'm wanting to build Evolve's infrastructure to the point where I can create the like an education type of system. So if they would like, they could follow Evolve United on Instagram. Um, 
but right now that my focus is more of keep of building our staff, building the business. And then after about six months or a year, I can get more into taking content like this and expelling out. And, uh, there's really, really cool plans I actually have for that. Um, I would say though, if anybody does want a trainer and they're specifically looking in a city, you don't need an hour session. And I would say start on Thumbtack. Start on Thumbtack. Thumbtack is a website where you can find any independent trainer and test people because you don't know what's good and you don't know what's not good until you can weigh them against each other. And so don't feel like the first person you go with is going to be the right person. If they are the right person, you're going to be damn sure that they are because you're going to feel it in that connection. Um, so I would actually, I would prefer that rather than bringing any attention to myself, I would like to route people out through thumbtack to just get started on the process that take the first step. And, and talk to, I mean, you mentioned an app that you guys use. Is that through Instagram or do, is it a separate app that, that evolve unite, uh, United uses? So our app is exclusive for the apartment communities that we partner with. So yeah, we have, we're at all different uh, management companies. And if you're a resident there, you get to use the app to book the classes. And then you can also use that app to get the private services. Wow. I love this. I love this. And tell us, tell everybody where your website is. Is it evolveunited.com? So it's evolveunited.co without the N. Uh, works well for being in Colorado. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Jonathan, I, I, you have really helped me motivate myself in, in starting this thir- you know 90-day journey. But I, I really appreciate you being vulnerable because it really is about showing up and being authentic. And even, even myself, I feel mentally better when I work out, when I increase my heart rate. Um, it's just, uh, it's not rocket science, but that's how I feel. But like most people, it's hard to get me there. And I will, I will think more about my workout prior to getting to my workout. But after the workout, I'm, I feel so grand. Is that just human nature? That's, that's, it's like, I don't know if what you mean by human nature, but like, that's just the way the physicality of it works. Um, your body rewards you for rewarding it. I like that. Well, I appreciate you coming on to Death by Design podcast and sharing what you are doing in the Living Well segment um, of what I'm striving to accomplish. And that is how do we inspire people to live well in order to die well? And so I really appreciate your contribution. And you know what? We're going to have to grab dinner. I think your roommate said that he was going to cook me dinner. So actually, yeah, we can, we can make that happen at any point. He had a, he had a DJ gig. We, uh, he wanted to invite you to the other day too, but it was like right after the, um, the dinner in Cherry Creek. Oh, well, anytime, anytime. It was such a, it was so great to meet the people that you surround yourself with. And, you know, your father holds a very special place in my heart. And so it's really great to get to know you as his son. And I look forward to just seeing you guys around Denver. Yeah, same. Um, thank you for letting me come in and just share a lot of different wellness content. And all I hope is that it inspired one person to take a step. And if it works well for them, then they better go pass on what they learned to somebody else and keep improving their lives. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer. This podcast is produced by Jason Andre with Seven Season Films. 
If you're interested in telling your story via podcast, look him up. You can find him at sevenseasonfilms.com.